You're listening to Mid-Atlantic Gravel, Travel, and Dirt. Hey, I'm Wes. I'm Joey. Hey, everybody. I'm Brian. Welcome to episode four of Mid-Atlantic Gravel, Travel, and Dirt. We're going to kick off with a little bit of housekeeping. We've got some messages from some um, listeners and some patrons. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about food and nutrition and a new segment of the show that we're going to call This or That. Talk a little bit about dream bikes, favorite piece of bike technology, and another fun little segment we're going to call Would You Rather. So we got all that and more coming up. Stick around. So before we get started, we got some new patrons we want to send some shout-outs to this week. Big thanks. Larry out in Maidsville, West Virginia, came in at Tier 2. Right on, right? Yeah. 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 Thanks, Larry. Really appreciate the support. We were doing something right. Um, Who else we got? We got uh, Billy from Solomons, Maryland, a frequent flyer of the lounge. Oh, that's right. Nice. 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 So appreciate it. And then we got Mr. Hollywood himself, Chris out in Hollywood, Maryland, coming in. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. We really appreciate everybody. Um, showing us your love and support is very much appreciated. We're going to keep on giving you the good stuff. Yeah. Thanks uh, for keeping our lights on again this week. It's been nice two weeks in a row. Actually, we don't have any lights in this room. <laughs> it's dark <laughs> natural light. <laughs> it's dark in here. Joey, I sent out some stickers earlier yes. in the week, but you got some more stickers coming. I got 300 of these bad boys for people. Nice. Yep. So if you haven't gotten your stickers yet, keep an eye out on the mailbox. And if you're local and you just want to swing by the shop, we'll have some at the shop. We can just hand out to folks, too. Right. Yep. Well, you know. So if you're a local yeah. patron, they'll be in the lounge. Be in the lounge. Ooh. But make sure you ask for them. Make sure you say, "Hey." Yeah, I'm just not going to give them to everybody. You got to. No, no these are say, earned. Hey. These are earned. Yeah. Um, another thing we started. Did you guys see, see the the thing I did last week with the Patreon page? Oh yeah, behind so, the scenes. Yeah, a little behind the scenes yeah. early clip that I released the day before the podcast got released. Yeah, that so was some nice. Fun stuff that you that was know. fun to listen to. I yeah. couldn't even listen to it because I'm not a, a Patreon patron. Oh god! <laughs> I had no idea what the episode was about. I was dying. No, so that that's stuff that we're going to kind of do and have some fun with every week. Also, um, are we going to do that uh, that cool new sticker we talked about at lunch? Maybe yeah. for Patreon members. Yeah, that's if you want, a good if you want idea. To, we might do a sneak peek oh, this week. Yes, a sneak peek on, yeah, yes for the Patreon cool. members. I'm gonna nice. write that down because I'll forget it. Yeah, and I'll get. Uh, yeah, we'll do all of that. That's a great idea. That is such a cool graphic too. That's awesome. It's gonna that's be, gonna be something big too. Yeah, like yeah, it's I, not gonna be just one of those little ones. We'll do the cool little ones, but this one's gonna turn into something big. I feel like the third wheel in the podcast because I don't know what's happening. We literally were talking about this an hour ago. Well. Yep. That's okay. Don't worry. It was at Moe's. Moe Monday. Yeah. yeah, you were in food coma. <laughs> Welcome to Moe's. <laughs> uh, how'd your nice nutrition night go at the shop? I thought it went awesome. We had all had a good crowd again like the week before. Uh, we, we've been having like good turnouts for all our events. Uh, I'll let Wes go over what we actually did and all. Yeah, we had um, we had Jess come in. Actually, Joey's fiance came in and talked quite a bit about the science and the nutrition, why why you're eating, what foods, when. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we really she, appreciate that because it was the very last minute. She dropped all her plans and educated everybody for us. Where, where does Moe's Monday fit into a good, healthy nutrition? I am what they call an average Joe. <laughs> so, average Joey. The, the best part about a burrito is it can be pre, during, or post-ride meal. Yeah. Fits right in the right in the New Jersey it. pocket. Yeah, no it's problem. Warm because yeah. if it's cold out, if you have a salsa anything cage, it'll strap yeah. right in there. I have a Swift handlebar bag goes yeah. right in with Perfect. chips too. Perfect. You could even yep. get like a 
like a little insulator or something to keep it warm. Oh, but those burritos are like small children. Oh, yeah. They're tiny. <laughs> There's they not much riding <laughs> happening after you get a burrito. Vision eating a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody here is eating any babies. Well, that's cool. Jeffrey Dahmer um, over there. Because that's like on a long ride, on a long gravel ride, nutrition can make or break. Right? Right, Joey? I say, uh, let's talk to Brackish Cycles on an interview about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That. Damn, he would say. Damn. 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 Day across Minnesota? Day across Minnesota. Um, I'm not going to repeat you all the time. I'm sorry. That's okay. No worries. Oh, another thing that we've, we're, we're finally working out how to hook up incoming voice phone call to our equipment here. We're actually getting pretty mm-hmm. high tech. So we're going to start lining up some interviews, having some people call in during the show. Nice. Get so some if, loose cannons out Yeah. There. If anybody's got thoughts or ideas of some people... That would be cool to have on the show. Then please, you know, send us ideas. Otherwise, it's going to be up to us. And I don't know who will go. <laughs> I was talking to good old Glenn the other night. You know, yeah. Mr. Glenn, and he uh, might hook us up with a White Industries interview. Oh, sweet! Yes, yeah, that'd be awesome. Forgot to tell you that. And I think we might even get Glenn on the show. So he's one of two parts of KG Caps. Um, yeah, so we gave him the shout out last week. Yeah, yeah. And put, I put a link in the show notes to their website. Okay. Too. Yeah, they do all um, those custom caps. Even That's... though I didn't get salt. And pepper shakers. What are you doing over there, Joey? <laughs> Trying to figure out if I put deodorant on today. <laughs> whoever sits at the end of the table seems like they do really weird things with their microphone. <laughs> you're, you're just way out there. you got to entertain yourself. I'm sitting over here like an adult. That's okay. All right, what are we drinking tonight? Well, I'm back to good old double cannon IPA, but I started with fake Bailey's again. St. Yeah. Brendan's and coffee. Yeah, so what did you pour earlier, Joey? I'm on a Calvert Brewery. That was bad. Uh, flapjack milk, uh, maple stout. This nice, is nice, delicious. Nice. It tastes like I'm drinking a pancake. Yeah, it's like breakfast. It's yeah. like drinking breakfast. It is like eating about a loaf of pancakes, though. <laughs> <laughs> a loaf of pancakes? A loaf of pancakes. That's Approximately cool, how many pancakes is a loaf? Uh, <laughs> I just reached all the way across. A stack everything. of pancakes, not a short stack. But a That's a cool um, label, too. Yeah. I looked at the back where they have the logo on it, but the other side of it, the actual label for the milk stout is really cool. And it's got like uh, camps set up. You see the little tent set up at the bottom of the logo? Oh, it was meant to be. I it's like a that. campsite. Oh, yeah. All right, we've got a picture of that. Is that, the, uh, is that the Chesapeake Bay going down the middle? I can't see. No, those are trees. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> it's a, it's a tree, silhouette of trees, the whole logo. It's, no, that's, that's um, yeah, these smoke are coming up from a campfire in the middle. Yeah. No, it's delicious. It's independent. It's good stuff. Really good stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about what you like to eat on different kind of rides. Well, for me, for during, I, I'm very much a luxury eater. I don't worry about weight. I don't worry about how long it takes me to eat it. You mean I, you mean weight as in how, like, mu- how, how, how much it weighs? Like, I don't care what it is. Depending on the ride I'm riding, if, if I'm hungry, I'm stopping. I'm going to eat. Now, if I'm doing a long ride and I just need to eat snack here and there, I've been doing these, um, the rice cakes. So I learned how to do oh, it. Yeah. Um, Those were delicious. Yeah, so it's sticky rice. And then you mm-hmm. and you can make that at home, like in a rice maker. We can even, I, th- I think I've got a YouTube video how I, f- I figured out how to make it. And then I do like chocolate chips and blueberries or any type <sighs> of berry. And you kind of stack it together like a sandwich, wrap it up in like um, parchment paper and aluminum foil over top of that. And you stick it in your jersey pocket and you can just kind of munch on that throughout the hour. Like one of those bars will last you about an hour and, you know, I'm snacking on it every like 15 minutes or so. It's and, also hydrating. Yeah. Because it's not like a cliff bar will dehydrate you. Yeah. But those. Because there's caffeine in those. And then, um, but no, it's got carbs in it. So like you get that energy that you need right off the bat. It's a little not, sugar in the goodness. Yeah. No, I, I make a little bit of sugar and I put salt in there. So you get some of the, the salt replenishment. So it's, 
it's nice portable. It's easy to make. Um, and that way you don't have to just like eat goo all the time. So what do you do? Do you make a bunch of them and like toss them in the freezer? I mean, well, you can freeze them if you want. I don't think the rice comes back as, as good, but typically mm-hmm. like if I know I'm going for a ride the next day, right. I'll make it the night before, put it in the fridge and that helps, helps everything like kind of congeal a little bit more. Okay. So that way everything's still stuck together. Um, and you can do like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, you can do anything you want with it. You can make it into a ball. It doesn't have to be a, like a square if you it's don't want like to. It's almost like a rice cake sandwich. Yeah, basically. But yeah, you, you can put anything that you want that you, you think you might need because everybody's different. You know, the PB&J one's okay. I really like the, the chocolate chips and the blueberries. I like the chocolate chips. Yeah. I've, I've done that It's as kind well. of a weird combination if you're thinking like rice and chocolate uh-uh. chips. Like what's wrong with no, you? No, it's, it's like, delicious. Trust me. It's delicious. You ever had one explode in your jersey pocket? No. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. <laughs> it takes a long time to get the rice out yeah. of your jersey pocket. <laughs> You probably cooked the rice in your jersey pocket on a hot day. I, yeah. yeah I, I had one. Um, I guess it was one of the big climbing rides in North Carolina last year, and I had one, and it just totally came undone and opened in my yeah. jersey pocket. It was a mess. Yeah. It was an absolute I mess. I think it's too hot. The chocolate chips just melt, and yeah. the, the rice isn't sticky so much anymore. That's so. okay, because you're just, like, licking it off of the, yeah. you know, parchment paper. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great thing, though, if you're going to do, like, a big event ride that's a long event ride, it's a good idea to eat during your training rides, what you're going to eat on that ride. Absolutely. Cause you don't know if that's going to mess with you at all. Yeah. 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 It's a good tip. Pro tip. But I also Joey. bring avocados. Sorry, Joey. Didn't oh, interrupt yeah. you. Avocados. I stick like an avocado to my, my pocket with like individual salt pepper shakers mm-hmm. and I'll not salt pepper shakers, but like those individual salt packages yeah. you can pick up. Oh, you yeah. can just take the hubs off your bike that Glenn and Casey yeah. got us and just there's your salt and pepper shaker. That's true. In your, keep, keep your salt and pepper in your hub. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I would I've done that on um, camping trips. You know that. Yeah. I always bring some avocados, Absolutely. and they kind of like ripen up in your bag. They get bounced around. You can, <laughs> I've never done this, but I've heard of people just cutting the top off the avocado and squishing it out like a like a goo, <laughs> like just eating it like a goo because they get That's really be a pretty soft. ripe avocado. Yeah, yeah. Well, but they do when you've got it bouncing yeah. around in a in a plastic bag inside of a paneer or something. It gets pretty soft, so it's you can do it. Yeah, I've never done it, but sorry, know. Joey. Back to you. Well, I like to stick with a brick of ramen and a Coors Light. Or wash down the brick of ramen with the Coors Light. <laughs> I was going to say, do you, ma- do you make the ramen yeah. with the Coors Light? Yeah. Well, it basically is water. Yeah. So. so, actually, no, I'm a. I actually like to tank up on guacamole the night before a big ride. Guacamole and chips. Guac and then and uh, I could I could stick with beef jerky and PB&J During for, a ride? for a ride. Yeah. Man. I mean, if you reach down in that little shelf thing down there, Wes, I probably have 200 goose that I have never used. He's not lying. That is a. <laughs> Of substantial amount so, of goos. I, I'm I'm gooed out. Maybe we could send some goos to some oh, yeah. patrons. Oh, he, also has, down there too. he also has a thing of pickle juice. That's pretty good for busting yeah. cramps if I'm not I mistaken. I love pickles on rides. So, you know, I've always heard the pickle juice. I'm, I'm a big fan of pickles, so I love pickles. And I, I've yeah, you been are. drinking pickles, pickle juice, for a long time before it became, like, popular and the thing to do. I read the other day, because I was curious about the science behind it, what I read Don't ruin was, this for me. Well, what I read was when you, it's so shocking to your taste buds when you drink a big hunk of pickle juice that your brain stops thinking about the cramp and the cramp goes away. Is the pickle juice frozen? Is that why it's in a hunk? <laughs> no, but you know, <laughs> you know what a big, you know, like a big, take a shot of pickle juice, like uh-huh. a big, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I there's pickles pub in Ocean City, and you can get pickle alcohol drinks. I think that's it's, Baltimore. It actually, sounds good. Well, there's a pickles in Ocean City too, oh, but yeah, I think there's yeah. I don't know. It's pretty I, good. I like things that have been pickled. You can pickle anything. Yeah, yeah that's true. Add pickles to my <laughs> nutrition list. Pickles. Yeah, pickles. B and J and beef jerky. That's for me. Yeah. So for like long oh. ride, some of the things. Yeah, go ahead. I'll say, uh, Goo does have a drink mix. It's a uh, iced tea flavor. I know you love tea. Oh yeah, I love it's tea. refreshing. 
And it's it's got a little bit of everything in it. I just the the goos don't do it for me. I no, need, it's I, uh, so, I mean goo as a company makes multiple types of products. Okay, but they have a drink mixture. You know, it's like your scratch or whatever you uh, put okay. in. But okay. it's uh, it's iced tea. Now, what is the deal? Everybody, I mean, scratch, 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 scratch. I mean, everybody loves scratch. That's where I got the ideas for those rice cakes. I was the Scratch Labs book? Yeah, because you got. Yeah. I mean, it's made by a scientist and it's made by you know, a professional chef. You know, so the combination of those two guys, they've, they've got it figured out. We got the cookbooks in the lounge. Oh, the lounge. <laughs> we talk. We've, we've gone for almost like 15 minutes and haven't talked about the lounge. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> we'll, we'll get, the, we'll get the real content soon. The lounge is awesome. <laughs> well, what do you drink? What are you doing first? We were talking about scratch. Is it water? Is it Gatorade? What are you, what are you guys drinking? Oh, I don't know anyone that does straight Gatorade anymore. Yeah. No. I almost yeah. never do straight water it's, either. It's got to be half and half. I do water in my, so like if it's a mountain bike, I, I, I only put water in my hydration pack. That's the only thing that goes in my hydration pack is water because I don't want like all this other nonsense in there. My bottles though, put a little light mixture of something in there, something to give you some electrolytes. Well, that tea has a... Uh, it's electrolytes? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look for that. I'll look for if that. I can uh, quietly get up, I'll go get the container. You don't have to worry about that now. No. We ain't worry before, about that. before you leave, I'll give you a pack of it. Okay. Yeah, that'd be good. I'll try that. What do you do, Wes? I don't. I don't do straight water. I've always done like a fifty-fifty mix of water and Gatorade, typically. Because actually, reading that Scratch Labs book, I mean, the first half of that book, I'm not smart enough to understand most of the science. Right. So every now and then, they, I. yeah, <laughs> they break it down in like Leyden's terms every now and then, and um, basically they're saying, you know, if you just drink straight water when you're sweating so much, mm-hmm. you'll sweat out what you, what you have in your body. Now your your organs basically aren't functioning the right way because they are lacking the salt. Mm-hmm. And then you dilute it further by just drinking straight water. So that's why you need the electrolytes. That's why you need the electrolytes. What plants crave and what you crave. That's why I pretty much drink fifty fifty mix of you know Gatorade and water. I'll do any other sports drink typically fifty fifty mix. Straight Gatorade, straight you know that's that's too much. What about after a ride? Well, typically it's a Jack Daniels or <laughs> a beer, chocolate milk. Chocolate, chocolate milk's milk. really good. So so not not. Post ride celebration beverage, but post ride recovery. I oh, mean, chocolate milk, chocolate milk. Yeah. Some I don't drink soda a lot, but sometimes I'll crave a diet or like a Coke. Yeah, mm-hmm. I not do a too. diet Coke. That's I gross. If you drink diet Coke, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, it's but yeah. aspartame. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's the sugar, the sugar and the caffeine. Yeah, for the Coke is what I just crave it. Yeah. Like yeah. I almost never crave a soda, and I crave yeah. a Coke. Is that your post ride, Brian? Yeah, yeah. Sadly, because uh, you know it is not good for you. It's just not good for you. But Actually. Now that I've been drinking a lot of seltzer, seltzer gives me that like burning feeling no. like a soda would. Yeah, it's a UTI. I Joey. love seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I've done seltzer water too, like the carbonated stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of those coming out. That's real popular now. You get a pack of polar and keep it in your fridge, and it's yeah, it's good. I don't like the seltzer water. I never got on that. I couldn't do it. It always tastes like what do people say? It tastes like a strawberry burped in your water. <laughs> like there's no like solid flavor there. <laughs> it's kind of hints of yeah hints of <laughs> yeah. Like so is, is your there. UTI like Mavic UST? Do you even know what a UTI is? No, Brian, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wes gets them all the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I have a fridge full of cranberry juice. What about what about um, like overnights and multi-day stuff? We've talked like training rides for like big gravel endurance events. But what about like you're going out bike packing and you're going to be out for like three or four days? What are you Ooh. doing? Hobo packs. Like dehydrated? No. Hobo packs. You have to elaborate. There's, there's a little yeah. bit of prep there. So you cut up... Uh, like tinfoil dinners? Yeah, tinfoil dinners. Sorry. Or I get like a bag of REI dehydrated food. That's always nice because you just have to add boiling, boiling water, water to that. So you mm-hmm. have to you don't have to pack that much and your trash is limited to basically what you eat in. It kind of so, goes away. And yeah. then the, the foil packs, 
if you need to patch a tire, actually come in handy. We've done that before. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That works. If you and you should leave no trace, so you should be packing that stuff in and packing that stuff out. And if so you litter, kind of you're human garbage. There you go. And there's no taking care of you. We are firmly leave no trace. That's right. Supporters. LNT, right? If I ride with you, I'll eat your garbage. <laughs> We're never going to get away from <laughs> yeah. that, are we? We're absolutely <laughs> never going to get away from that. That's okay. It's a part of us now. It's who we are. I, don't know, I do dehydrated and like try to mix in. So I'll do like rice and chicken, bring some beef jerky and like avocados and mm-hmm. try to find some little salsa packets or something like that to go along with it and kind of mix all that stuff all together. There's a lot of salt yeah. in those dehydrated meals. But Which is good at the end of the long day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, if you're out there for just two or three days, so what, yeah. you know? And, and you're always going to find somewhere you're going to get some real food yeah. along the way. That sometimes can be a challenge because you're like, all right, I packed all these awesome meals. And, and then, then like, I'm not going to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway through the day, I was like, I could have a burger and a beer. Oh, yeah. Let's do that instead. And well, then, that, yeah. That's why rule number one is you, you if you're going out bikepacking, you never eat somebody else's food. Yeah. Because you're taking weight off of their pack, yeah. and you've still got all the food that you brought with you, and you're carrying it around. So that's what I like to call rule number one is never eat somebody else's food. What I don't get is, like, you watch some of these YouTube videos where people are out bikepacking. Like that one glamping the Trek boys did up in British uh, Columbia. Yeah. They're making, like, tacos and, like, yeah. full-course meal. Like, and they're taking beer with them. But it, well, that's because they're being followed by a car. You know they're being followed West by a car. West things are being followed. Yeah. yeah. But you could also, like, if you're close enough to services, I mean, if you're not true, yeah, you like, backcountry. Some of this looked pretty yeah. backcountry. Okay. Mm, I don't know. I remember the video. I don't, I just don't know how they're to it. One I mean, I, I've done chicken and dumplings, and I make it kind of goofy. I'll do instant mashed potatoes. I do chicken gnocchi for my dumplings, mm-hmm. and then I do canned chicken that I'll have pulled out and just put in a Ziploc <gasps> bag. Oh, canned yeah. chicken. But you season, oh, that is disgusting. if you season it heavy enough, you won't even know. Oh, it's a one-to-one ratio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nasty. Yeah. Canned chicken. Have you ever, you, well, you've obviously seen the chicken come out of the can. That's disgusting. Yeah, just... On the plate, <laughs> it's about as accurate as the sound as I can make. And then there's it's followed by a horrible <laughs> as you, you kind of choke on the. You probably on the can't smell. redo that sound again, can you? <laughs> no, I don't want to. <laughs> no, but I'll do that. I'll make. I like. I'll like. To me, I learned it from hiking, like on the Appalachian Trail, a little bit. I've not done a through hike, just so in case you took it that way. No, but no. you know, you meet a lot of people, and you do like overnights. You're like, I gotta save weight, you know. I got a ultralight and it's like, screw that. Like, I want to be happy at That's the right. end of my day. Like, if I'm going camping, I'm going to not right sleep in a you. bed. I want to have something to look forward to when I get to camp. And that's good food. So, like, the dehydrated meals, some are pretty good and I like them. There's a sweet and sour chicken that I forget, Mountain Smith or whoever the Mountain House, Mountain House makes. I love that. It's expensive, but, mm-hmm. like, I'll probably bring one of those with me because it's super tasty. But for the most part, I'm trying to figure out how I can put together something that tastes mm-hmm. excellent. I used to always bring way too many snacks. Oh, it's easy. Oh, my goodness. I would just overload on snacks like M&M's and gummy bears, and I'd bring so much stuff and beef jerky, and then I'd end up bringing all of it home. Well, you got those food pouches on your stem. Fill yeah, I up. know. I know. Fill but, them up. But I do like the jambalaya what, uh, mountain. What's mountain that? House. Mountain House jambalaya. Did you? What was yours? Besides Me? all the snacks. Dehydrated. Yeah. Dehydrated. But I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to get away from it. And I think a good way, if you're doing like like a sub-24, it's easy. Yeah. You know, you can bring real food. Oh, sure. If you freeze it. I've done that before. I've like cooked sausage and peppers and onions and then put them in the freezer. And then you just bring the frozen pack. At the end of day one, it's thawed out, maybe a little frozen. You throw it in a little pan, heat it up over a camp stove. Mm-hmm. Good to go. It's real food. The other one I forgot to mention, hard-boiled eggs. 
I do hard boiled mm, eggs. Gross. I really like those because I'll do those for breakfast. I don't like cook for breakfast. I like waking up and just having nothing. I boil some water for some like instant coffee, and I have a hard boiled egg. It's super easy. I've always done oatmeal, but mm-hmm. I'm even getting away from that. I'm just, like it's the same as like the granola bars and finding those breakfast bars. I hate cleaning oatmeal it's, off the pots. No, yeah, it's such a pain. I know. I want to do bacon. <laughs> Tom's done bacon. Yeah. But Tom, well, Tom has a trailer. I Tom, heard. Tom's also towed a kayak. <laughs> a kayak, a trailer. Love you, Tom. Do you know what we did to him at, um, I was at New River? I put a log in his trailer. He didn't carry it for very long. No wonder long. he doesn't come back. <laughs> Are you guys ready for this? Yeah, ready. Go. Crack of the week. No, I, I, I did that to him. He didn't carry it for very long. I wasn't going to let him carry it for very long. It was a, it was a little, whoa, whoa, getting out of control over there. That was, that was professional. I've been practicing really my skills. George just, George just poured a beer that was very well done. We almost lost the whole studio. No. No, we sound beautiful this episode. I think we really do. I think we're nailing I don't it. Think we... So everybody knows we've all come to the same platform on microphones now. Everybody's running the nice pop filters, and we, I think, are finally on point with our sound game. Yes. Yeah, I'm running the R800. It produces microwaves that will cook my voice into something sultry. So let's go to this or that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, time it's time for, for this, this or, that. or that. Who wants to start this one out? Um, why don't I throw the this or that's out okay. to you guys, and then you give your answers, and then I'll chime we'll in. Do a, uh, yeah. okay. We'll do a little back end. So this or that, quickly, flat bars or drops, and why? Drops. Trick question. What? Why? Trick question. What do you get? Flats like, or drops? Super I made the I made this program, so I know the answers. <laughs> Trick question. Is there an answer? This is like a, <laughs> no. He didn't put us? answers in here. There's answers. There's an answer key at the bottom of the page. No, there's not. I made you drop. Look. I will just go ahead. I, I did. Drops. <laughs> drops. Drops. I think so. If I'm doing like the canal or something that's kind of tame, okay. I think drops for sure. But if it's like. More rugged, like some nasty fire roads and things like that. I think flat bar because you get a better grip. I think yeah, there's I mean, an application for both. So you're going like with, Jones with the, bar with the massive yeah. flare, like on your Fargo. You got plenty of control. Yeah, but yeah, you do. But you still have to get your hands around those brakes, which I think can be a little tricky on brakes. some of those descents. But brakes? Yeah. But you got junior whopper hands. Like get those honkers <laughs> out there. I got a little T Rex arms. <laughs> All right, I'm going drops just because there's more hand positions. Now I still I think there's merit to both handlebar so, pay where you're riding. Too. And yeah. plus you can run different um, handlebar bags on a flat bar. You can pretty much run endlessly wide if you want to. True. Whereas a drop, you're yeah. more limited. You're limited in space. But yeah. so I still suffer. I, I when we did the very the very first trip that you and I did together that you organized, Wes, for the canal. <laughs> Everybody I, hated me. No, it's rough riding, and I came away from that with a flat bar. I was riding the flat bar track at yeah. that point. And I still suffer with that ulnar nerve issue from my hand, from Just, having that one hand position. Yeah, your your fingers were numb for like weeks yeah. after that. Yeah, for it. weeks, and I still have problems with that. You need to specialize BG gel gloves because they're supposed to address the ulnar nerve. I had them. Yeah. I had them. Yeah. And I need to get some new ones. Um, so if anybody works in a specialized shop and has got a way to hook me up, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Aww. Now, yeah. I, I actually lost them when I, when I jacked my finger up That's in beautiful. Louisiana because I ended up having to cut the glove off. So one of the days we need to do injuries. Ooh. An injury rundown for We can everybody. do that. That would be fun. We'll do that some other time. Okay, so next this or that. Hydros or mech? I would go mechanical brakes any day. When it's on the subject that we're talking about, I'm going to go with mechanicals. Especially I would say yeah. hydraulic. Really? Yeah. I don't know the way. Like, so TRP's got the dual pull, the spires of the spikes, and they stop, yeah. in my opinion, just as good. Good as mechanicals. 
Like, yeah. yeah just, okay. Well, there's a there's a difference. Yeah. Good mechanicals. Yeah, because that's a yeah. dual pull, so both pistons move, and you get the same actuation as you would on a hydraulic. Now, granted, you don't have a hydraulic fluid pushing, but it's serviceable in the field. You know, if I need to make ah, a brake adjustment, I can that's make what, a brake adjustment. Like it. That's a good if point. If we're swinging by a bike shop, they probably just have any other brake cable. I can put a new cable in there. I can just put new housing. Okay. I don't need to bleed it out in the field if something weird happens. So uh, wait a minute. Let's let's. So for serviceability so for, for gravel. Oh, mechanical. Yeah. Mechanical. Yeah, and I'm, I'm hearing you guys, and you've kind of swung me on that, um, just because of the fact that you can, they're serviceable in the yeah. field. Um, so, what about touring? What about travel? Same thing, mechanical. Okay, all day. Same reasons, especially yeah. when it gets cooler out. Have you guys taken your hydraulic, you know, uh, like a Shimano lever with mineral oil? Mm. Let it sit outside when it's like 35, whether it's in your shed or garage or your car. It feels like you're pushing a slurpy through those lines, yeah. like it's sludgy feeling, and you can't boil a cable going down a long descent. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm not worried can, about that. You can lose your you can lose your disc brakes, I guess. But, but when it gets cooler out, the sh- like all my Shimano's have just felt sludgy when it gets towards freezing. And okay. I will ride when it's cold. What about dirt? What about mountain bike? Oh, hydraulic. Yeah, I've had way too many crashes. So we're all, we're all kind of on the same page. Yeah. And I was coming at it from that direction. Okay. You guys are coming at it. From we the are other gravel direction. travel on dirt, so we hit all yeah. the topics. Yeah. So that that makes sense. Yeah. And and so which are the good ones? That you guys were saying TRP Spire. Yeah, TRP. TRP Spire. Okay. Yeah, those things. Those things rock. They came a couple years ago, and they also have they also have the one that is a hybrid of the hydro. Yeah, so it's a mechanical up at the shifter. It's a cable all the way down to the brake caliper, and the brake caliper is hydraulic. So it's a little bit of both worlds right there. Okay. Yeah, I don't see those too often, but I've I've seen them, and we've run we've run them on some bikes at the shop, and they've always seemed great. But I've never seen them out in the field. I call them the high roads, the HYRDs. What about steel or aluminum? Steel is real. <laughs> I told you he'd say it. <laughs> oh, steel. Yeah, steel. steel. It's steel. just such a comfortable ride. A little yeah. heavier, but man, for an, if you're going to ride the bike all day, that is. But well, what way about to do it. what about? Yeah, so that was just steel or aluminum. What about steel, aluminum, carbon, titanium? Oh, there we go. Hmm. I, I got good feedback from a friend that just got a Chumba titanium mm-hmm. and is in love with it. I got That's a the Chumba. last bike you ever. Yeah, even need. test ride that thing. It was. Like nothing else. It's not the last bike you're ever going to want, but it's going to be the last bike True. you're ever going to need. Well, I got a chumba looking at that chumba. <laughs> that thing was good looking. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd still go with steel for, just for durability. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? I think durability still because like titanium's comfortable. It's great. It's light. I think it bridges that gap like that between steel and carbon. I think it's it's like that kind of nice mixture. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like if, if you hit something, it's still going to... I don't know. For me, it's more painful because it costs a lot more. What about you know? in endurance, long-distance endurance race events? I would do titanium if I had the option. I mean, is it like a one-day event or yeah. is this like a multi-day? Yeah, no, like a one-day, like I'm going hard. I think carbon. I carbon. think I'd do carbon. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like everything's got its purpose. Yeah. Yep. Everything's got its place to be and There's its place a merit, to fit. Yeah. Well, you we have so many options now. Yeah, so you're just trying to figure out. The right bike. So you just need what four, five, six, eight bikes. Yeah, that, that's, that's about yeah. it. No problem. That's yeah. it. Just you know, get one for all occasions, and even if you only do one big endurance ride a year, you got the bike for it. But yeah, you need it because you don't yeah. want to look like an idiot on a, the wrong bike in the wrong race. Okay, so here's another thing though: if you're doing like a big endurance ride and you're training for that, so say you know like Dam Day Across Minnesota or something like it. Let's say you know. Um, race across Wisconsin. Race Whoa. across Wisconsin or, you know, the granddaddy dirty Kansas. And you're training for that. You should be training on the bike you're going to ride that on. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because so. even if you try to make another bike 
fit like that bike, it's not going to, you know, it'll, it'll be close, you know, but it's not the same. No matter how tempting, never change your saddle the day before an event. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next topic. Bags or panniers. Go. Bags. You said that with such trepidation. Because Wes is in the, Wes is transitioning. It's, yeah, it's been a tough process, but I've, I've been looking and I'm, I'm still like 50, 50 split. So I've always run panniers in the past. I've mm-hmm. done front and rear, all that good stuff. I think one of the coolest pieces is that saddle pack. You know, those mm-hmm. are really neat for yeah. the for the bags. But I'm having a hard time. I had my my gear. It just kind of fits a little goofy. So like the frame packs are can be tough depending on what frame you have. That's why everybody's selling custom. Yeah. So I've been struggling. So actually, I've been looking at the salsa anything cages. I'm just going to strap <laughs> like 20 of those to my bike and just run duffel bags. There you go. You know, dry bags, basically. Strap one to the top of your head. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, instead of having to spend a bazillion dollars on a frame pack, I'm just going to run the anything cage. A bunch of cages. Yeah, but the anything cage, you you do technically need three water bottle uh, bosses for that. Right. So that's what they recommend. Otherwise, you can can probably damage something. You got your Fargo for. Yeah. But you can also strap on some some different brazons. Now, for me, this is situation dependent. Yeah. Okay. If we're going out and doing the canal, the towpath, or someplace that's kind of wide open, straight, flat. Well, who cares what you're carrying, honestly? It's 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 the volume of stuff you want to carry for the adventure that you're going on. Right. And make it fit. Now, if you want to carry a bottle of booze or, you know, all this other stuff. <laughs> I feel like that's every trip I've ever gone with you on. Like, anytime <laughs> we get to me. camp. So anytime I've organized an event and I'm like, all right, let's go. And like, I'm like, okay, these are all adults. And, you know, they're, they've kind of got their lives together. And we pull into camp. And like out comes a fifth of this and a fifth of that and a gallon of it. I'm like, what the, where did it all come from? That's not and, me though. And there is a bar. Be yeah, clear. but you partake. Everybody partakes. I mean, <laughs> hey, if they're going to carry it, I'm going to drink it. I mean, there's just a full on bar. Like sometimes I, I don't even get that great a service when I go out to drink. And pay for it. Yeah. And it's like, I, I have anything that I need. But, but like if you're, if you're going to do that, so who cares what you're bringing? Yeah. If you're going to be out bikepacking and you're running through single track and those panniers just literally don't work. Yeah then obviously you've got to go to frame bags. Yeah. If it's a sub 24, you don't need to carry a lot of stuff frame bags because it's going to be lighter. The center line, it's going to be, you know, a little bit better handling on the bike. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it's just all situation dependent. If I'm going to go out and do a road tour, I'm going to put panniers on the bike. Yeah. Racks and panniers because I want to be able to carry comfort. I want to be careful volumes of stuff. But if I'm going backcountry, no, I don't want that. No. I want something a little lighter. One thing I do love about Paneer is just literally lift it off, bring it in your tent, you know? Yeah. And you just pull it off the bike. You can do that with with some of the bags, too, but it's there's some more moving so parts. I've, I've not switched bad. on that. I've changed gears on that. I used to do that. I used to take everything off the bike, bring it in the tent. Yeah. Um, now I keep everything partitioned, and I take just the things that I need off the bike, out of the bags, and then I bring a cover, throw mm-hmm. it over the bike. Done. Done. Your tent's not full of crap. You don't have stuff laying around all over the place, and it doesn't take you forever to button up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, I mean, that's me. Now, a pet peeve of mine, and, and I don't know where you guys stand on this. There are so many people, and it's, it's, you know, like, if you're not doing it this way, you can't call it that, you know? What do you mean? Like, so a lot of people will use the term bikepacking sort of loosely to just mean I'm going out in the woods on a gravel adventure, and oh, look, I've got panniers on my bike. Well, Technically, you're not bikepacking if you have panniers <laughs> on your bike. <laughs> and that just drives me crazy. Pet peeve. I could care. I, you know what? I encountered people on tour that have kitty litter buckets attached to the racks on their bike. Do they have a cat with Instead them? of panniers. No. They would <sighs> use the bucket, the, like, you know the square buckets? That's yeah. their panier. That's I mean, fine. So what? Who yeah. cares what you – as long as you've got It's probably mostly waterproof. 
Yes, it is. I will say I've looked into hard cases, and my only qualm with hard cases, if something doesn't fit, it's not going to fit because right. you can't move right. the outside of that. But right. I don't care. I don't know. It's, if that, you're going outside and riding your bike, you're doing it. You're doing good. Bingo. Yeah. Exactly. Get out there and do the thing. Okay. Last this or that hammock or tent. My hammock's right over here. Okay. In the Joey's, closet. Joey's a I hammock like hammocks. guy. I'm waiting to hear what Wes is because I know I, I'm just waiting to hear where he's at right now. I've done both. And uh, yeah. I've done both. Sorry to interrupt. Which do you prefer? What is it? Joey? I like now the hammock. Interrupted. But we were looking at new tents this week. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were going through QBP and there was a couple that I liked. I really wanted to, to like hammock camping because it was like, oh, it's going to be, you know, there's not as much gear. There's not as much as I have to bring. And that's kind of BS. I think when, when you get the rainfly, you mm-hmm. know, because we, where we live, you just get a summer rainstorm all the time. So you have to bring right. rain gear all the time, you know, and always bring and it, summer, never wear it. And the summertime, there's bugs everywhere. You're not going to avoid those, you know, so you need, uh, y- you need the bug net. And then you got to bring the hammock, you got to bring the straps. And by the time you've done that, you've, you've got essentially a small tent, like a one person tent mm-hmm. with all the equipment. The nice thing is you can kind of split it between because they're in small bags, but you can do that with the tent anyway. But you need trees. That can be a problem. So I know when we did the gap, we stayed at a KOA and there were no trees. Mm-hmm. So I ended up in a drainage ditch where some small trees were sprouting because they had like cleared all the trees out of the KOA for campers and RVs and things like that. So I slept in a drainage ditch. Over a drainage <laughs> yeah. ditch. And it dumped that night. It poured. So when I had to get in and out of the hammock, I had to like swing like the hammock to dry ground and land and hopefully get my feet. Well, I remember my, like, that. I had like keens or something. So I tried to like plop my feet in the keens so my feet weren't muddy. And then, you know, you got to change and it's either awkwardly in the hammock. It's out in front of everybody. Or you have a rain fly and you're kind of like doing this limbo dance to keep your feet from getting all muddy before you put socks on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of little there's a lot of little pieces that aren't very romantic about hammocks. That being no, said, agree. when you set up camp and you just want to lounge, the hammock kicks ass. Yeah. Love the hammock for that. You just need somebody that has that big paneer to put a hammock in there and carry it for everybody. Yeah. Like tribe camp. <laughs> yeah. Tri- tribe hammock. <laughs> the tribe hammock or two. No. So I think, I think I'm think i a tenter all around, you know, because I tried the bug net with the hammock. And even then, if it if it just touches you, those bugs are biting you right through the bug net. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't sleep well on it. I, I tend to agree with you because I think, I think the myth is, oh, hammock is light and you're not carrying anything. But especially, okay, let's go to the flip from it being hot and buggy with the bug net. It's cold. Now you need an underquilt. Yeah. And Absolutely. you need a big bag. So I freeze at 50 degrees in a hammock. Yeah. I, my ass is cold. It the, is so cold. That's the myth is that it's lightweight. But at the end of the day, if you get a nice one, two person, even some of the, I've seen some really light and compact three person tents. Yeah. That's just as much space to carry as if you were doing a hammock. I think they are, they're equal in that sense. And then you're stuck with one position sleeping in a hammock. I, yeah. don't, know. I don't know. They got those things out now. They're little sideways hammocks, mm-hmm. and you can shove a sleeping pad <laughs> in them. And da, 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 if we well, ever get, if we ever get Austin on the show, yeah. Austin Austin has done so much research on hammock camping, and I think if he's got it down, and I think even though he might have switched back to tent too, I'm not sure. I think he did. Yeah. So yeah, he was he was into it like crazy for a long time, but I think he might have switched back to tent. I think he was even sleeping in one in his house. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He did. He set yeah. up. He set up D rings in his room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the reason I, I did. I, I'm still doing hammock. I need an. I need. I hate my old tent. But also, I never invested in a good sleeping pad. Mm, that's a lot and of difference. That, right there. I have a bad back, so that was my. That was a world difference for me. Just being in a yeah. hammock. Yeah. But that's. I woke up to REI or something. And, yeah, sleeping pads are essential. I don't know. I sleep on my side, so I need a sleeping pad. I used to be able to, like, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I could sleep on my side on, like, one of those foam egg crates. 
no problem. Mm-hmm. It was it was perfect. And all of a sudden, like one day, my hip was just bruised in the morning. I woke up every twenty minutes, like bruised hips. It hurt. You pick up like those little sleeping pads, and they they pump up to about two three inches. And by pump up, I mean you just blow them up with air. Mm-hmm. They they pack up. I don't know. How big are they? Like the size uh, of the size Nalgene. of our burrito at Moe's? Nalgene bottle. Yeah, just yeah, size of Nalgene slightly bigger. Yeah. Make sure you get the insulated one though. Yep. The first time I bought one, I was like, oh, this is great. Oh. Really cold weather camping. Like, you know, I think it was I think it got down to like fifteen degrees. I froze all night because of the air. I couldn't my body wasn't heating up right. the air in the pad as fast as it was cooling down. So we've got a nice review that I did oh, a couple of years ago on the big Agnes. Um, sleeping pad, the insulated mm. Q core or something. Yeah, like that. and I still roll. I still have that, and Do I still you? use it. Yeah, I did not have good luck with Big Agnes. They were great customer service, though. I'll give them that. So awesome customer. The Neo service. ended up going back. Okay, and the great customer service was they realized that it was an inferior product, and they said, "Okay, we're going to send you this now." And they sent me a brand new, the the one that I'm using now. Yeah, the Q core. Okay, and I love it. I live, in fact, I'm I'm with you, Joey. I, I sleeping my back. And sleep is so important that I've got a little cot, like a little lightweight backpacking cot. I think I just stumbled stumbled upon one of those the other day. I was browsing through like REI. Mm -hmm. I think I saw that. It's it's a game changer for me, especially on tour when I'm not carrying things on the bike. But I need to keep – so if you're doing a van-supported tour, you still have a gear limitation. You can't just throw – like you couldn't bring – everything you couldn't bring the you know the bed out of your bedroom you still got to keep things compact not with that attitude (laughs) (laughs) never say never (laughs) but this little cot fits right in that bag it's real lightweight it's small i think it's like three pounds okay get you you know six inches off the ground and then i'll put a sleeping pad on top of that sure and man it's just like you're living living large yeah Yeah. that's awesome that's the way i I will say it's been a while Probably since the last time I slept in the hammock, I was out with my friend Scott. We were in the George Washington coming back from Spruce Knob and set up my hammock in the dark, and I did not set it up right. Did you fall? <laughs> no, it was – I had some issues, and it, I was so exhausted and tired. I ended up sleeping on the roof of his truck because his truck was locked, and he has a he had a forerunner where like – he's got one of those racks that go all the way across the top, so you right. can put whatever you want on it, and it's like rail, four-inches rail, four-inches – oh, my God, it was horrible. <laughs> I slept. I slept that night, but – it was horrible. better than a tent. I could have slept on the ground, I guess, but it was a little dewy. So just, that's horrible. <laughs> How many times have we woken up to somebody sleeping on a picnic table? Yeah. Yeah, that happens all bit, the time. Yeah. Sleeping on or under a picnic table. The, yeah, the only downside, I guess, on the East Coast is we have so much humidity. So in the morning, you're just coated, you're wet. In, you're you're coated wet. in dew. Yeah. Unless you can get under something. Not on top of the forerunner. But funny hammock stories. We had, I think, one of our first canal trips, we had a guy that <laughs> went, he, uh, he went to a hammock and he set it up. And I think everybody's cooking dinner and he, he set up his hammock and he went to go test it, puts his butt in. And then all of a sudden you're, oh, and then you see feet like way up in the air and he's falling backwards out of the tent, but he like held on because he didn't want to fall out of the hammock. So now he's like halfway suspended between him and the ground. His feet are sticking up in the air, just like butterfly kicking. Uh, you, you didn't know later on in that night, I was still up and when he went to get in his hammock and he wasn't far from the campfire. And it was like a three-stage slow motion fall out of his camp. <laughs> it was like, oof. And then a couple of seconds later, ah, and then a, Right, you know, some little expletive comes flying out of his mouth as he hit the ground, and you hear it go thump. <laughs> and I still don't know. I, I think yeah. he may have just done one of those curl up somewhere else yeah. in his sleep instead of trying to put it back together. That was the same campground we had some neighbors getting busy that night. Oh yeah, they were they were taking care of business. Oh so, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a fun trip. That was a fun trip. Great trip. That well, was an episode of this or that. That was a, the new this or that segment. So yeah. hey, if you like it, send us your comments. We'll keep yeah. doing some. Let more us of know these. what you want to. Well, yeah, or do you have a, a this or that if suggestion? You have a yeah. this or that. All right, dream bikes. 
Ooh. Ooh. I think we kind of touched on this in a previous episode, yeah. but it was just... I, I think no money, no money thought about, you know, just what would you do? Me? Yeah. Like, money's not an option, no restrictions. Hmm. It's probably going to be like a serious. <laughs> a serious with a... <laughs> Electra Towny. Yeah. A townie. <laughs> An endless battery e-bike. That way I don't Ooh. have to work. Oh, we're going to lose subscribers yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's merit to e-bikes. I think, I think there's a place for them. There's anyway, a place for them. We won't get political on this show. We'll leave e-bikes. <laughs> e-bikes, <laughs> e-bikes falls into the political category. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Some people have a lot of opinions about e-bikes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're right. I don't, I don't know. I like a bike that, you know, I want a bike that I have forever. You know, that's what's appealing about titanium. Okay. Um, so for me, dream bike. Okay. So if there's no, it doesn't actually have to be a bike that exists. That's how. That's my. Oh, see, that's your interpretation. Three different opinions on this subject. So my dream bike is the one bike. That no one's going to get a consistent answer out of this. No, no, no. Come on, dream bike is the one bike that can do it all. If there was one bike that could do it all, would, that would be it. Would you like flip a switch and it would change forms, or would you just hop on it and look like a mountain bike and then you could ride? No, a road ride? Is, we're not talking like. Well, you said a magic. bike that can do it all. No, Optimus a, a Prime, bike, a bike that could do it all, meaning that the, well, you want to eat geometry. food and make it taste whatever you want to do, <laughs> be whatever you want. So it's, a, it's a horse. So the geometry of it, it could do endurance, and it could flip over and do like a three day bike packing trip. I'm like that, and it could also then. Throw some road wheels on it and go out and ra- you know run up and down the roads with a club to keep up with the A or high B group. Sounds like a salsa Fargo. Well, it might be. It might be. That's my dream. Golly. Like everybody. But I, 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 I think that might be something that until you ride it and you fit it and you work it out that you're never going to know. Yeah. I mean, you could tell me that, hey, the Fargo is the dream bike. It does all those things. And then the geometry doesn't work for me. And I get on that bike and I'm like, oh, no, you know, what are you talking that, about? Yeah, that goes for everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, got to ride it. You got to ride it. Yeah. So buy a new bike. The dream bike then is the next bike you buy. How's Ooh. that? The N plus one. No, I go through bikes like underwear. <laughs> you, and, you and Austin. Joey went through a pair of underwear yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So you're, you're sticking to e-bike? No, that was, I thought that was kind of right, funny. What is your real one? I, you know, the e-bike's cool, but you know, what if, as long as I've got my health and I can pedal, I think I, I pedal a regular bike. I think e-bikes will be a lot of fun. I don't know. Yeah, like Brian's saying, like a gravel bike. Yeah, for me, a gravel bike of some sort. I love like the wider tire road bikes that I can throw a road road tire on and, and go ride a road bike. But I want to be able to take it off road. It would have water bottle braces brazons everywhere. Mm-hmm. It would look ugly because it was just basically a brazen on bikes. So like nipples attach- all over the place. Everywhere. A bike full of nipples. Yeah, everywhere. So that way you could attach anything you want, <laughs> anywhere you want on the bike. Anything cages everywhere. <laughs> Duffel bags all over the place. It would look terrible, but I could carry anything I wanted. I, you know, I agree with you on that. Yeah. How many times have you tried to want to, I want to put this there and you can't, you can't do it. Yeah. You can't do it. Or you got to drill in the frame. I did that with my AWOL because I was running out of places to put things. So I started drilling holes and popping uh, rib steel? nuts in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Worked out okay. But yeah. What about you, Joey? Nah, my opinion's thrown all around. Like I want to build some clydesdale unicorn kind of thing but i don't know uh, see when i was thinking dream bike it maybe be like an actual something like, that gonna, exists something exists like i'm gonna deck out some breadwinner or some mosaic or something and just mm. have the bikes. coolest paint job in the world and it'd be a drop bar bike drop bar you know had 1142 with a double up front <laughs> like austin's <laughs> take it off i did do that for a while on my uh diverge screwed up my head when i went back to a regular bike that didn't have 1142 in the back with a double <laughs> oh i bet yeah oh it was horrible trying to ride Actually, but. if I can take it back real quick, yeah, my answer would be a belt drive bike. Ooh, you did have one of those yeah, back in the early days. I had a I had a belt drive Civia bike a long time right? ago. Yeah, and it was 
incredibly quiet. You never realize how loud any drivetrain is until you ride a belt drive bike, and it is incredibly silent. The belts last like 10,000 miles, like something mm. ludicrous, you know? Uh, the maintenance on it is almost none because you have an internally geared hub that you're running in the back, hopefully. Roloff has a 14-speed rear hub. It costs you two newborns, an arm and a leg, and then, you know, <laughs> you won't be able to ride it when you're done because you, you sold all your body parts. Yeah, but this but, is a dream bike quest. Yeah. But anyway, my dream still cost me a lot of money in my head. I'm bad at dreaming. <laughs> but yeah, it would be a belt drive bike for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because the maintenance is, is nothing. I will say I had at least the bike that I had that had the belt drive. Changing the rear flat was was difficult. There was a lot more involved parts. Hmm. So I think depending on the frame that you have, that could, that could help quite a bit. Okay. Because I had to run... The bike that I had, the dropouts, I had to run bolt-on rear wheel, so that was kind of a pain. Well, guys, we're running long. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna push. We've got this whole this piece on favorite be- piece of bike technology that's coming out. Wait, let's push that. Let's do the next, next episode. episode. Yeah, because I do want to do. Would you rather? Ooh, because I don't. Rather. Would you rather? What was that, Joey? I don't know. It's the flapjack <laughs> stout talking. <laughs> 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 would you not Wes you might have to go through these because I'm yeah. not sure they make a lot of sense to I me. made I made these notes for the episode and I did kind of a poor job writing them because it made sense to me all right so I asked the questions guys so would you rather ride down a 20% grade with cantilevers or up a 20% grade for about three miles a piece what would you rather do I would probably die with either one of them. <laughs> but you got to pick one or the other what would you rather oh that's a hard that well, I'd end yeah, up walking hard. up the 20% grade for three yeah. miles. So you got to ride it. You got to stick it out. <laughs> you, could, you can put a 52 tooth cog on the back that. and call it a day. Average 20% Paper grade? Brand. Yeah. Ugh. That's ridiculous. That's yeah. like going up Seahorse yeah. every day. Yeah. I did that every day when I commuted yeah, home. I know. Yeah. I'd probably come down. I'd probably yeah. come down. I'd, I'd shove my foot in the back of wheel, in the back wheel and just hope for luck. <laughs> yeah, because you could always just put your, best. put your feet down and yeah. go sideways or something. You hit enough squirrels on the way down, they might slow you down. I mean, cantilevers are the worst. They are. And I mean the worst. Yeah, I would go down. I'd go down. Yeah. Down. I, what about, yeah. I would agree. I think we have a consistency on going down. Nice. And then would you guys ride the canal at night with no lights? So pitch black, or would you rather ride a washboard road for about 20 miles? Canal at night, no lights. Yeah. Canal at night. Yeah. Because you're going to moon, have moonlight or something. You're going to be able to see something. Maybe. And your eyes will adjust and you'll be fine. <laughs> no, I'm talking pitch black. Flip into vampire bat mode and just, you know. I think it'd be really creepy, but I think it'd be a lot of fun. It would be creepy. Yeah. And wait, then you come wait. up on a gate. You didn't say how long, how far you had to go or what sections of the canal. So it was just ride the canal at night, no lights. Any of it would be creepy, though. Oh, like the Pawpaw Tunnel area? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The places that have, like, all that history mm-hmm. history, and your, like, historical frame of reference. Yeah. And it's like Civil War stuff. And like, it's like, maybe you'll see a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> With yeah. that, I think a washboard for twenty miles. Holy cow! You might not even have a bike. That that beat you up. Your dentist would probably love you. <laughs> Come back, chip teeth all over the place. What's the next one? Um, <laughs> <laughs> would you rather wear your bibs with underwear or not wear bibs at all? Wait a minute. Wear something else instead of bibs, or just like no bib? Like like yeah, full yeah, on could... commando on the bike. Uh, like Is that oh, what just you like meant? just nude underneath. Yeah, it's like what you just. Meant? No, I, I think like would you, like I don't know basketball shorts or something. Um, I'd probably rather do that than than, than yeah than have something between me and my bibs. I put underpants on any day. Oh no! But my underpants are pretty skimpy, so I don't think I'd notice. <laughs> it's just a string. <laughs> it's just a string. <laughs> TMI, buddy. TMI. No, I I think as you know, I, I've I've done that where you go out on a mountain bike for six or eight miles and you just don't want a pair of jeans. Yeah, but the mountain bike. 
So, okay, so let's reiterate the ride then, like a road ride or a gravel ride where you're in the seat 90% of the time. Because a mountain bike, you're in and out, you're in and out, you know? Because I I get that. I think I'd still rather do that. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. What about you, Joey? I'm down a pair of underwear, so I'm going to have to go no no bibs at all. (laughs) Couldn't agree on the last one, guys. Oh, no, wait. Nope. No (laughs) agreeing. We got got some emails this week. Yes. I'm going to read them. Um, Dan from up in Pennsylvania asked us to... Add the Sweetwater Whiskey Rebellion Gravel Ride to our list of events, which we did. Hell yeah, Dan. Yeah. Um, he describes it as a great ride with the choice of routes all the way up to 200K. So it's a double in southwest Pennsylvania. And he says he's enjoying the podcast. Awesome. Thanks, right Dan. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Absolutely. We put it on the calendar. If anybody else has events, yeah. send them our way. We'll get them on the calendar. Um, that does look like a fun ride. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at the location. It looked like it wasn't too far out of Pittsburgh, out that way. Right. Yeah. Right. So it looked like a fun area. What's the date? Are you looking at it, Joey? Yeah. What's the date on that? I think it's on the the shop page. May nineteenth. Okay. So I'm thinking there's something that's else coming right. up. That's coming up fast, and then that's um, same weekend I think as um, Dirt Fest. Okay. In um, Raystown. Raystown. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the same weekend. I'm not sure. Same not state. Sure. Close enough. Hit it all. Yeah. Mm, hit yeah. some of one and some of the other. Um, Ron, one of our patrons, wrote in. He wants us to talk about wheel sizes on gravel bikes. And what's preferable for different events. So let's give a quick answer and then let's add that for like a topic of like much broader discussion. Yeah. So let's, say, let's tease it. Let's tease it. We could have a whole episode on equipment. Yeah. That's no problem for so camping or just bike done. Gear. Yeah. yeah. So maybe we just say that's something we're going to talk about here in yeah. like maybe the next episode. We'll put that on the yeah. list to yeah. talk about. So wheel uh, sizes I, wheel for different size. types of events. I mean, my quick 650, yo. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a 700 guy. You haven't tried 650 yet? I'm a 700 guy. We'll switch wheels. So have you got um, – we've had a lot of reviews yeah. on the podcast, I just pulled, uh, that's what I was. awesome. We're asking people to reviews because that is, like I said, number one way people find the podcast is through reviews and ratings. You got them there, Joe? You want to yep. mark out a few? I say I'm trying to pull – I'm going to pull up my favorite one first. Yep. Um, the reviews are awesome because it, it helps us know yeah. what you guys like, what you, what you, what you want to see changed, or if you've got questions or comments or you know a direction you'd like to see us go. So, like, this is a, uh, his name is actually Clydesdale Fatwad, who we do know in the store. Um, he said, great listening to these guys. They make my commute more bearable. It's like having a group ride in my car. Nice. That's, that group was my favorite. ride in the car. That was awesome. Yeah, I remember he came in and said that to me. That was, that was really cool. I was like, I like that. I like That's that, really too. good. Uh, Josh762 says, really enjoy this. Great job. Looking forward to every episode. Um, then we go to James Kiffmeyer. Isn't James one of our Patreons? Yeah, yes. So James says, gravel's huge and the operation and gear choices are endless. Really fits a need in the podcast to list to cover as many topics that can be discussed related to gravel. Plus, it's just fun to listen to. Lots of friendly banter and bike stories. Would love to listen to the, would love to listen the lounge and just hang out with these guys. Wants to visit. Love to visit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm reading a few of my pop filters. How much sounded all out? How much milk sound have you had over there? Are you <laughs> just being quiet and drinking under the half table? Of the, ha- I'm looking halfway through my filter right now. <laughs> Joey has a third grade education. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, let, let me give the... He's an know, incredibly smart in, bike mechanic. <laughs> in, response, in response to that, anybody's welcome to come to the lounge on a yeah. Saturday morning and hang out with us. Oh, we had... Uh, lounge anytime. The, the lounge day. has been packed and yeah. we're, in, uh, we're actually... We might blow out a wall. Yeah. <laughs> and the well, lounge can be found. I want to get, I'll give the plug and I'll give the shout out. The lounge can be found at the Patuxent Adventure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's catching. It's catching. Um, the Patuxent Adventure Center in Solomons, Maryland. Yeah. We're down there. Come on down. We're going to move a wall. Joey and I are there pretty much every day. Brian's there every other day. 
<laughs> Any more? You wanna, uh, you yeah. Out? Right03 says, great podcast for all things adventure cycling and gravel. These guys are on point. Check out. Also, I'd like to make everyone realize it's. I'm trying to speak into the microphone and read. And read around the corner. So Yeah, it's hard. And then our last one, Ryan wrote, uh, these guys are awesome. I'm stoked to get out on some gravel. Nice. Yeah. Ryan's getting itchy. This is good. We're, we're waiting on uh, a bike for him, and he's going to be start chucking away at some gravel. Yeah, nice. he, he's doing Dirty Kansas. So, nice. yeah. All he's right. getting ready for that. Also want to give a uh, – the the PA boys gave us a shout-out last mm-hmm. week. Uh, very right heavily. On. That was awesome. That was an unpaid um, PA. Yeah. Unpaid yeah. PA. We need – Well, we need Lula – Wack- Wes, you want to try to pronounce it again? Lulaka Wanda. No. Was it Waiko or Wanda? Waiko. Because it's Wycoming County. Lou Lacco Wyco Hundo. Lou Lacco Wyco Hundo. Yeah, they, they no, did Wyco. send Wyco. They did send a description of what that breakdown was to us. I'm going to read it, it really quick. The, yeah, the it. yeah. It says your pronunciation isn't too bad. Lou equals Luzerni. Man, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> you, you tried to educate us, Man. but we were too Luzerne. dumb to educate. We'll sit down together, have a beer, have a podcast. Lacco equals Lackawanna. Wyco equals Wycomico County. Hundo equals 100. That's the oh, breakdown. That's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. We need to organize a presence for that for that PA ride. I think. Yeah. Well, there's uh, we got that post from the he reposted with uh, Keystone and Unpaved um, along the mm-hmm. the Lula Wacka page. We're, so we're, we those need, boys, we need to get all together and yeah, yeah, have a few beers. We, we actually, uh, Dave even said he's got a brewery found for us that's close to him. Nice, has good sound quality. Yeah. So again, if but we'll have great sound quality and crap. great content yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah, and we'll. Uh, Maybe we can get everybody to meet us at the uh, Unpaved or something. We got to do a big push for that. Any wow. any update on what we want to do for a Leesburg ride? I know we talked about that a couple of episodes ago. Oh, I, uh, you know, yesterday was probably the best day to do that too. Yesterday was. I know boring. we were thinking March. Well, uh, we'll just it's, we'll just put it we'll put a yeah, date we'll and then we'll out. we'll figure it out and yeah. and announce it. So I guess the key with that is follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Follow us on Facebook. A lot of people joining us up on on, on Facebook right now. Yeah. So follow us. Hook us up on um, Instagram. Follow us on Facebook and be on the lookout for that because it might actually be just with a few days' notice that we throw something together. You know what would be cool? I mean, we're going back to the Unpaved. If we did like a pod, if we all went up to Unpaved and did like a little podcast from up, there, from there, and had like an audience, oh, that'd be fun. We that'd could do it. In cool. The, we could do it in the back of Brian's Prius. <laughs> yeah, because that's where we're sleeping. Driveway. It's yeah. got it's got the right amount of room for us. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that'd be Never pretty cool if we could arrange that. that. Yeah, yeah I guess because so. uh, it's a whole event weekend, so. I think we definitely should do that. Yes. Do a whole big presence there. So that about wraps it up. Yeah. Tonight, guys. That was a good one. Um, yeah, that was a fun episode, and everybody's really sounding on point. Wes, you wrote some nice stuff this episode. Good job, Wes. Thanks. Give Wes props. You're good for something. Yeah. So everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of Mid-Atlantic Gravel, Travel, and Dirt. Please show us your support by subscribing to the podcast and leaving us a review on your podcast player of choice. I think most people are iTunes and Apple Podcasts, so... If you're finding us someplace, definitely drop a review because those help other listeners discover the podcast. And when you subscribe, you get the added benefit of never missing an episode. Search your phone for the term podcast and use the app that pops up to search for Gravel, Travel, and Dirt, and you're guaranteed to find the feed. If you want to join join the team, please consider checking us out on Patreon. <laughs> you can connect to us there. You can find that through our website at graveltraveldirt.com. Just a couple dollars a month keeps the lights on, the mic's hot, and the tire's pumped. Thanks for riding along. You guys got anything else? Um, I'm going to go check on my brisket. Nice. Yeah, we got a brisket Brisket going. on brisket the, uh, on the pellet smoker. Okay. But mostly thanks for listening. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, it really is. appreciate that. Yeah, we yeah. So until next time, everybody, do good, be nice, go slow, respect others.
Brisket Lo- time. Love you. Bye. Good boy. Good boy. What a good boy you are. My mic is at mouth level. I will talk when I please. Crack of the week.